Good evening and welcome to the Aging Hipster Star Wars Rewatch. I am your host, Darth Bob Serrano. This week, we revisited Episode 5, The Empire Strikes Back. Joining me as always, calling in from the American equivalent of Hoth, Toby Crines. How are you doing, Toby? <laughs> Great. Thanks, Bob. Excited to be here. Hiding out in the cave. Exactly. Out a ta- uh, like a tauntaun. Yep. I, I, t- I uh, told my daughter that today was the coldest day of the year so far. And she goes, no, it's not. What about January? I'm like, ah, oh, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> <That's true. laughs> uh, joining us, we have actually two guests today. It's going to be a Megapod. First one is Katie Clausen. If there's an Aging Hipster Hall of Fame, this person would be in it. She wrote our first and only unsolicited email to the Aging Hipster Gmail account. Katie, I, in fact, just posted our our interview about 10, 15 minutes ago. So oh, wow. Thank you for coming on. I'm happy to be here. And also joining us, Alex, oh, Alex Matzinger. Thank you for being on. Uh, Katie's roommate, right? That's how she described it. Or is there something? Yeah, we can go with roommate. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Thanks Remain a lot for coming. <laughs> yeah. Alex, can you kind of describe like your uh, background with Star Wars? Are you like a lifelong fan or are you just sort of doing it casually? Um, I've definitely been a, a lifelong fan. I mean, I watched it a lot growing up as a kid. And then the prequels came out and that was the, all the rage while I was in school. And I like, I mean, I collected all the toys. I collected this Star Wars like card game that they made. I had thousands of them. I was definitely a huge fan of it, of the series. But I never like got into the books or anything beyond just the movie and uh, the cartoons for a while. And Katie, how about you? Um. Well, you talked about my experience watching the the prequels. That's true. Yep. I don't think that I watched the other two prequels until significantly later. Um, but I did watch all the originals several times. Yeah, there's a lot of mixed signals like you were talking about. I really appreciate you mentioning about the stranger danger with uh, Padme like kind of swooping in on young Anakin. It was definitely stranger danger, but <laughs> yeah. I think that um, part of it is, is that was a movie that my dad would have taken me to see. Mm-hmm. Um, and we both found Jar Jar so annoying that we had a hard time watching it. I think my dad especially couldn't handle him. So <laughs> it was something that uh, watched a lot later. Oh, poor Mr. Clausen. But we're back. We're talking about the good Star Wars right now. Let's take care of some business. Please subscribe, recommend to friends and strangers, rate and review, shout from the car as you're driving on the interstate, the Aging Hipster Network. We can be found on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, and a bunch of other apps. If we're not found on the app you regularly use, please let me know and I'll get it worked out. You can email us at aginghipsternetwork at gmail.com and get us some Star Wars questions, anything We'll read it on air and give our non-expert take. I have a Facebook group that can join, and we just passed 500 downloads. I don't know if that's good or not, but it's definitely there. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. Wow. So far, I think for the 20th episode, which is coming up, I'm going to do like a retrospective where I can go into the aging hipster demographics. Uh, let me just say in the U.S., I'm very big in California and Texas, obviously. And in South America, I'm strongest in Brazil. With three downloads, but I'll still take it. It's great. I'm, wow. big, I'm a big deal. All right. But without further yeah. ado, let's start off. And Toby, please take us back to a long, long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. All right. So as you recall, in A New Hope, uh, the previous episode, uh, Luke destroys the the Death Star, the first Death Star, and then gets saved. Or right before he's saved, he's, uh, or he's saved by... Uh, Han Solo. So three years later now, um, uh, Luke's leading a rebel group on the ice planet of Hoth. There's an awesome dogfight for the ages. And then uh, while he's on the planet, Luke is nearly killed and dies, uh, nearly dies of hypothermia and is told to go find Yoda on Dagobah to go be trained as a Jedi. Um, uh, Darth Vader captures Leia Han and Chewie and tortures them to coax Luke out of training with Yoda. Tries to get him to Bespin, which is a uh, planet in the cl- or a, a city in the clouds. Uh, while there, uh, he carbon freezes Han Solo. Boba Fett takes him. Um, Luke gets his hand cut off. Learns that Vader is his father, and uh, we'll get into it. But one of the 
most often quoted, misquoted lines in the history of movies happens right there. Lando double crosses Vader uh, and escapes with Leia and Chewie, uh, and shortly before they disappear in the clouds, they uh, circle back and get Luke. Thanks. So, do we know it's three years later, or did I miss that? Yeah. Well, that's what Wikipedia said three years okay. later. Okay, so, I believe that uh, Wikipedia has never done anything wrong. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, here's a here's a quick question I'm thinking of. Uh, this one, this uh, this question is going to be for Alex. So, if this is three years later, why hasn't Han Solo paid Jabba off? <clears throat> like, don't they have like a, like a Venmo or something in the Star Wars universe? I would think they should have that, but he, Han Solo also seems like the type of guy that's you're really gonna have to hound him to get him to pay up back any debt, even when his life's on the line. Like, he's just gonna kind of push it away for as long as possible. Because even he gets boarded. <laughs> he doesn't like paying off debts. I think that's. Well but then, said. like all of a sudden, when, when the star destroyers are coming, he's like, "I gotta go. I gotta pay this off." It seems pretty convenient, don't you agree, Katie? Right. Yeah, it's definitely an escape. I mean, he's definitely that friend that you have to send the Venmo request for money a couple times, maybe. <laughs> Be like, hey, we're we're friends on Venmo. You can, yeah. This is Jabba. <laughs> <laughs> Andy's always that's an excuse he uses to avoid commitment so like him and Leia are starting to get close he's like I gotta go pay this bill (laughs) (laughs) my Venmo account I can't access it so I have to fly got locked out password changed (laughs) (laughs) let's get into some categories overall stats the budget was 18 million dollars Opening weekend was just under five million. The gross in the U.S. was two hundred and ninety million. Worldwide, five hundred and forty-seven million dollars. This is a little bit different. Has a different director, Irvin Kirshner, the college professor of George Lucas. Has a couple new screenwriters, Leigh Brackett, which I, which I think I read, actually wrote the first draft, and then George Lucas didn't like it. Unfortunately, Lay Brackett actually died from cancer like shortly thereafter, and he kind of like redid everything. Toby, you're nodding. Did you read the same thing? I did read the same thing, and a lot of the, a lot of it, a lot of her stuff stayed. Oh, really? Okay. Um, There were some uh, interesting things, which uh, I think we'll get into later, that that were in hers that didn't make it in the final. And then uh, George Lucas took it, started writing the story. He was busy doing a lot of George Lucasy things, like um, founding the Industrial Light and Magic, selling a lot of toys. He handed off the uh, screenplay to Lawrence Castan, who did um, shoot Raiders of the Ark, right? Yes, and yep. that is the dream team. So, and initially, all the critic reactions were overwhelming, overwhelmingly positive. I didn't really pull any down, but this is universally regarded as the best. Star Wars movie of all what I think there's 10 now. And so let's just kind of go over where we are in terms of our reactions. And if we, if our reactions change, rewatch it, Toby, did you want to start off? You know, I, I can't remember. I think I read it on Wikipedia. Actually, they said the initial critical reaction was lukewarm. And over time it's become like, you know, the most highly rated Star Wars okay. movie. Um, I don't remember. So this came out in 1980. I was one year old. Um, uh, so I don't remember the first time I saw it, but this is my favorite of the whole. I mean, I shouldn't say my favorite. Between this and the next one, uh, Return of the Jedi, these are my two favorites. But um, this is a masterpiece. It, it, you know, the uh, episode four is great, um, but this one just has more movie chops. You know, it, it's just deeper. It's uh, it hits at the heartstrings more, you know, it, um, and then the way they leave you hanging, it's, um, I just like the ending's great. I get goosebumps when I watch it. And Katie. Um, it's definitely my favorite of the Star Wars movies. I think the only thing that, that I think really changed as I watched it is my, like, Han Solo always seemed so cool and smooth, but when you watch it now, his flirting style is kind of like the like a high school boy who thinks kicking the back of your seat the whole time is like the best way to get a girl. <laughs> and it's something that I never really realized until watching it this week. So do you think Han should be like, hey, like, no means no, Han? He, he <laughs> might need a reminder. I mean, so far he hasn't done anything bad, but a reminder never hurts. 
Now, this brings up a really interesting point, because if you remember the first three movies, Padme was basically won over by Anakin's relentless staring and uh, creepiness. And this one is kind of the same thing. So <laughs> instead of like getting to know somebody, maybe falling in love, it's like, no, why don't you just like just keep on coming on hard and you're going to get there, you know? <laughs> this one i think like uh does not hold up like that love story to me is the only part of this that watching it this time like in the era of me too like i i it does there are some cringeworthy like me too moments in there yeah all right alex how about you um this is definitely my favorite movie of all the star wars ones it just has a more complete story and more building of like the background of the jedi actual training is happening because they actually see right. them doing things. And then, uh, yeah, the way it leaves you hanging with the empire is pretty much like they won. <laughs> There's no clear shot on what's going to happen next. It just makes a very, it's in a very intriguing story. Right. It's not like some sort of miracle comes off. It just seems like it's an av- inevitable empire progression seems very realistic mm. for sure. All right. So now is the, to a new part before we did trivia, and now I asked everyone to bring their trivia to here. We do not know this trivia. The goal is to surprise everyone and come up with your trivia bits first. So let's start off. I am going to start off with uh, podcasters, right? I'm calling it right now, prerogative. Okay, let me see. All right, here's my trivia. Sometimes Mark Hamill's earpiece picked up radio transmissions during his, during his scenes with Yoda. He couldn't understand them. And so he had like an ear ear aid and then it would pick up like it's supposed to have like Frank Oz in there, but he would just get like Rolling Stones songs and stuff like that. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good one to start off, but that's kind of what I'm That's also another bit of trivia like that. Um, Mark Hamill could not. I'm sorry. I don't think Frank Oz and Mark Hamill could hear each other at all. I can't remember. Like, I think it was Frank Oz and his team couldn't hear Mark Hamill at all. And so they really struggled with the puppeteering. Uh- well, it was a pretty good puppet. You know, that's it is interesting because the puppet looks so much better than any of the CGA BS that we saw in the first mm-hmm. trilogies. All right. Yeah. Okay. Great. Who else? Who has some trivia? Who has some trivia? I have okay. one uh, on the Yoda piece. Uh, so it's related to that. Um, uh, what color was Yoda in the novelization of this Ooh. movie? Anybody want to take a guess? I'm going to guess green. Nope. He was uh, blue. Uh <laughs> Which is interesting um, because uh, I read somewhere in, uh, gosh, was it the radio broadcast or something? There was another version where he was purple, and then, uh, but in the novelization, he was blue. Interesting. I don't know why I think about blue Yoda. All right, Alex, what you got? Time to blow us away. All right, Uh, this probably won't blow anybody away, based on George Lucas's previous comments. This was actually he thought this was the worst Star Wars movie. And actually apologized for it for the longest time until he realized everyone loved it more than anything else. <laughs> I did read that. That's pretty funny. It's almost like George Lucas. He's a very strange cat. Like he has very different impulses than anybody else. <laughs> out there fishing for compliments. <laughs> oh, this thing, it sucks. Oh, but I'm so- <laughs> No, George, it's good. All right, Katie, what you got? So the sound of Tauntauns was produced by recording the sound of an Asian sea otter named Moda. Oh, <laughs> mm. uh, and you know, I was reading a Tauntaun is actually a lizard. Why would a lizard be living in Hoth? Right? Like, oh, that's weird. Oh, it's like a snow lizard. Yeah, it's a snow lizard that can't huh. um, survive the nights. Huh. Well, I guess that's why they said it was going to freeze. Oh, I guess that's true. Maybe they burrow. Oh, actually, I think they, according to the internet, which it never lies, I think uh, tauntauns are supposed to be pack animals that dig into the into the snow during the night. But hmm. why didn't that tauntaun do that? Maybe it's domesticated and it just died. <laughs> Anyways, Toby, what you got? Uh, how many people live on Bespin? So the cloud planet of Bespin, we see <sighs> glimpses of this uh, throughout this movie. Uh, how many people live there? Katie, what you got? What do you think? Mm, I'm going to guess like 100. Alex? Alex? Oh, um, oh, he's going to over under me. I'm going to guess 101. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say 1,000. There's probably 1,000 people there. Uh, I'm going to go with 4,000. 
Millions. What? Yeah. It doesn't seem that big. Uh, so, uh, yeah. And apparently, uh, so when the Republic was reestablished um, after the Empire fell, uh, they gave re- they gave it its uh, autonomy back, and it was like a big win for the millions who lived there. Huh. Interesting. It just, yeah. I read that um, that that city was a recycled idea. That it was originally supposed to be a an imperial prison that never got used mm. in a previous movie. Like the actual set piece, or yeah, well, just the idea of a floating city. It was supposed to originally the idea was a flo- floating prison, and then they recycled that idea into a floating city. Mm, right. That's interesting. And also, Lando, remember reading, was supposed to be a clone trooper. He was supposed to be a clone trooper, but obviously that did not happen. All right, I got one. I got one. It's about Yoda. Does anybody know what Yoda's original name was going to be? Yeah. It was uh, something Yoda. Machin Yoda or something? Minch Yoda. Minch. Minch, that's <laughs> right. <laughs> it's almost like it's like uh, Mel Brooks's uh, yogurt. You know, like a very <laughs> Jewish like yeah. Yoda. Oh, Minch. <laughs> There's Minch. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> all right who else has one who has i've got another okay um so after they released the movie in italy they had to change darth vader's name because vader sounds like the french word for toilet <laughs> or vader in italian sounds like toilet <laughs> oh what did they change it to is it like royal uh, lord fender Fender? Lord Fenner, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's pretty good. Alex, do you got anything? Um, yeah, I got one other one. Um, so I guess the, they tried being, having been born seven years after this movie came out, the uh, secret of Darth Vader was never really a thing to me. But I guess at the time, it was a big deal to keep it a secret. And everyone in this, every script, when the, I originally like recording, Darth Vader's big reveal is that Obi-Wan killed your father mm. and then they re-recorded it much later. So only like Mark Hamill and a few producers knew who the Darth Vader was the actual father of Luke Skywalker. Interesting. And I, and so I, I have some trivia about that too, where David Prost, who's the Darth Vader stand in who has been, uh, who is unhappy that James Earl mm-hmm. Jones did his voice was quite upset. Again, he's continues to be quite upset, but continues to cash his paychecks with uh, George Lucas afterwards. And he was saying his physical acting would have been completely different if he'd known the real line, which I don't know. What, what would he do? Would you like make like a little baby thing? Like I am. <laughs> like, I <know>. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Okay. So speaking of that um, scene, Toby, I think you were mentioning something close uh, about the misquoted line. Yes. Who has that line? Uh, I, I've got it in our doc here. Um, find it here. Uh, I think or, it's. Go ahead, Katie. I'm pretty sure it's "I am your father," not. That's uh, right. Yeah, it says "No, I am your father," and it's uh, like always misquoted as "Luke, I am your father." How did that happen? Does anybody know? Uh, so, Angry Video Game Nerd did a whole episode on like popular misquoted, like misquoted things that are part of like the United States cultural canon, you know? Um, and even him, he's like a total movie buff and he's like, yeah, I thought it was, I totally got it wrong too. Like I always yeah. quote it. Um, yeah. I don't know how it happened. <laughs> Does anybody else know? Like, I don't know either. I have no idea. I mean, I guess if you're like trying to talk to somebody and they hadn't seen it, it's kind of close ish, but right. how it would continually happen so many times. Did anyone as a kid or as an adult uh, ever put their mouth up to a fan and say, Luke, I am your father. <laughs> all, all the time. Definitely. <laughs> all right. Speaking of lines, it, I did not know this until I, I saw this trivia, but in each Star Wars movie, they say, I have a bad feeling about this. And different people say it. Who says it in this movie? Leia says it. Uh, yes. When, uh, but when does she say it? Uh, when they're in the worm. Ah, the asteroid. I did not. Now it makes sense, but in each one, I guess they trade off. Did Han said it in the first one or episode four? I mean, yeah, I think so. Right when they when they came out at Alderaan. Yep. Okay. Who else has some trivia? I have one. Um, okay. 
so empires, you know, depending on which metrics you're using, it's about the 13th most popular movie based on either total tickets sold or like adjusted revenue for inflation. So it's basically the 13th most popular movie ever. Um, Star Wars episode four is number two. What is number one most tickets sold and highest grossing ever uh, adjusted for inflation? Gone with the wind. Yep, that's it. Dang. Bing. Bingo. Cha-chingo. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Bada bing. <laughs> okay. Um, I got I got one. So I read in certain shots of the Rebel Hangar, the filmmakers enlisted children as extras. The reason for this was that the actor's short stature would make them make the hangar appear larger than it actually was. So it's like almost like you'd have kids that would be like <laughs> far off uh, soldiers. So that's what I got. That's great. Like <laughs> I'm trying to picture the scene, like when they're in the on the ice planet. Like yeah, in Hoth and in, in that big hangar, they huh. em- yeah employed children. Wow. And then I also read something about our favorite actor, Sir Alec Guinness. <laughs> so he did his like little Force Ghost thing. Uh huh. And he he arrived at work at 8:30 a.m. and completed his scenes by 1 p.m. And he said he and it, right here he's paid a quarter of a percentage point of the movie's gross, which was worth millions of dollars. So once again, Sir Alec just dunks on everybody. He's just, yeah, he's just the monster of the movie business. Like, yeah. <laughs> you do not want to get Alec Guinness in your production; yeah. <laughs> he'll take all the profit. Yeah. Uh, we saw he, in uh, for episode four he took like 40 million home or something for like uh that was in those dollars so that's 1977 not even, yeah that's, that's a lot of for inflation or you know that's a lot of platform shoes and bell bottoms <laughs> all right anybody else have any some juicy trivia bring it high and tight brush us off the plate um, i got one last one okay let's hear yeah. it so um that Scene with the uh, space worm when they fly out of it was originally supposed to be a uh, essentially a comedy bit, and George Lucas was shocked when no one took it that way in the theater. (laughs) (laughs) I could see it's a great scene. Yeah, that's funny. Uh, I mean, like, and I get it. Like, you know, is you never know how stuff's going to land as a comedian until you play it. You know, (laughs) obviously, just look at Jar Jar Binks. (laughs) he's like i think this is awesome this is hilarious all right anybody else oh i have another one how tall is carrie fisher five oh she's she's five foot one (laughs) yeah they had yeah they had to put her up on a box on uh like on some of those uh scenes with han solo he was uh harrison ford's like six one Hmm. so there's a little bit yeah in the the scene where he says he's leaving and then she storms and they're in that hallway. Mm-hmm. If you watch after reading that, you can tell like Han Harrison Ford kind of is like hunched over. Right. Is there arguing? <laughs> yeah. And she's kind of like on some, like a platform or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like on a box. Yeah. His shoulders look like he's hunching down. You yeah, should watch that. I gotta say, it seems like Hollywood is obsessed with height. Like when they make movies, uh, what's wrong with having a tall person and a short person? Like you're like, Leia had to stand on a box. Like I don't get, like, it seems like this is a normal thing. Like, so they cast Tom Cruise and he's like five foot two or something. So they're like, okay, we need a bunch of short women. We need short men. Like, (laughs) like, why are you just like, why can't Tom Cruise just be a short badass? You know, (laughs) like, do you think they always have to make him look very tall? Right. Do you think it's because so many people are short that they like that sort of uncomfortableness, like, just never goes away. Yeah, maybe or the directors are all short. <laughs> yeah, everyone just can't let it go. Because us tall people, we never think about it. We're like, whatever, you know. <laughs> oh man. Okay. Anything else? Does anybody have any any other stuff? No, I don't have anything else that's really exciting. Okay. I do have one piece of interesting trivia. So uh George Lucas self-financed this one. Oh, that's right. That's um, interesting. Which is a huge difference because the first one, he almost quit the movie business entirely because the the financing part was such a headache. Um, and so he made a, a boatload of money off the first one. And he just he's like, I'm doing it. And everyone's like, George, you're an idiot. Don't self-finance. It's like he broke like the biggest rule of movie making to self-finance. Um, but he wanted control and uh, he made a ton of money. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Like he, where is it? 
he bank he bankrolled it all himself. In fact, that's one of the reasons why he didn't direct this one uh, because uh, he got Erwin uh, Kirchner or whatever that guy's name uh, to do it because he was too busy. Yeah, trying to finance everything. He was the money bags. He just wanted to make money off it. And it's interesting because Irvin Kirchner at first didn't even really want to do it until like his agent like called him back. It's like seriously, man. Like this is like <laughs> <laughs> you'll come out okay on yeah, this yeah. one. He's like okay, okay. Like, <laughs> oh man, that's like a common like. Uh, I always wonder if that's actually true. Like in Hollywood, and like you always hear these stories. Like ah, oh, I I couldn't. I told him no, I couldn't do it. He begged me, and then I did it. You know? Right. And I I read something where one his producer buddy. Gary Kurtz or something like that, who did Star Wars with him in this movie, actually quit after this because he said something like George Lucas is too, he is too obsessed with selling toys or something like that, Mm. you know, because if you think about it, like they had toys for everything. Like, remember that one guy that that Bespin guy was just like those little earmuffs. They had a toy for him. No, there's (laughs) a toy. I had one. (laughs) Bill had the toy. Uh, one of the bounty hunters that you see for a second and on the that's on the, the Darth Vader ship, you know, they, they just like pan across one of those guys. <laughs> he's got a toy. Like. Yeah. Oh, he has a toy and like this elaborate backstory. All right, let's get into some questions. All right, I'm going to ask some questions. I'm going to call you guys out. One of the accomplishments made by Darth Vader is the successful freezing of a person in carbonite. Should this be a bigger deal, Toby? Absolutely. I mean, this is the first time, to to my knowledge, that somebody had been frozen in carbonite. And you'd think, like, this, and not only that, but he's he's hibernating. He's in perfect hibernation. Um, Think about, like, the implications of, like, space travel, interstellar travel across the galaxy and... uh, just people who like maybe have a disease and wanna like wait it out until the cure is there. Alex, what do you think? Um, I don't think it should be as big a deal because I mean he is the most powerful or second most powerful Sith Lord. Couldn't he have just used his force powers to make it work? Oh, that's a good question. Katie, yes. Katie, so why would you need to freeze Luke? So he... I don't know. I don't know why he needed to freeze Luke. I mean I guess testing it on Han if they needed to freeze Luke, would be fine. But I, maybe Darth Vader no is a passionate—he's a passionate patron of science, and he's like, I, "I think this is going to work. I just need a <laughs> test." <Yeah. laughs> well, maybe he—he he needed to buy some time to to work up the nerve to have a real conversation with Luke. Oh, that's true. That's true. So if he's oh. frozen, you can't talk to him. <laughs> <laughs> Toby, as a father, would you? carbon freeze one of your kids just to be like to think about something like profound to say to them uh that is a wonderful idea like 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 especially like like if i know like i like i should i'm at a dad i should like something (laughs) donald trump just tweeted something horrible i want to like freeze them and be like until i can come up with a good explanation (laughs) for why the world works this way like like in in the future my daughter becomes a teenager and has a boyfriend and like gets dumped and she starts crying i'll be like okay step into this room right here (laughs) and and freezer and then i'll like i'll start looking up stuff and like uh katie can you think of go ahead i i guess i just remembered this the reason that they froze han first is harrison ford wanted out and he wasn't signed on to do the third one so they froze him so that they could kill him if they needed to but they gave away for him to come back for the next movie Ah, that's neat. It seems like there's a whole lot of people that are like, I don't know if I want to do Star Wars. And they come well, he, back I mean, he never movie. wanted to, he never really liked the whole, like, he's not a fan that's true. of Star Wars, even though it probably was one of the biggest things for his career. He he seems like a huge grump. Him and Alec Guinness, like. <laughs> just... Yeah. And I think it was during this time he was doing all the Indiana Jones movies, so he was doing fine. Right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. He would have made the Raiders of the Lost Ark in the interim, I think. Right. But he came back. They all do. They all do for George. Yep. Okay. Next question. If you're able to crawl inside an animal for a night, what animal would it be? Alex. Uh, I'm going to go with an easy, a bear. You know, they're so huge. Plenty of room for activities. 
hang out. Katie? Mm, I don't I don't really know I want to if I want to crawl inside an animal for a night. I mean if I had to. Okay, so if you have to maybe, if I have to. Yeah. I would just say any animal that I could fit in to stay warm. I I mean it's it's gonna be really gross and unpleasant no matter what. Like a large giraffe. Mm. <laughs> I would hate it for just run down to the zoo. <laughs> like, <laughs> which animal? <laughs> oh. Okay, uh, okay, Katie. How about which Star Wars animal would you crawl into? Would it be a tauntaun? I guess it would be. I mean, there aren't that many other animals that you well, actually fully see. the The lizards that they ride in the first one really creep me out. Yeah, that's true. I wouldn't want to get close to that. It's too much like a snake. That scares me. Now, is it weird that when I was a kid and I would eat tater tots, I'd look in there and be like, this looks like a inside of a tauntaun? Uh, yeah. it. <laughs> it kind of does look like the inside of a tauntaun. <laughs> hey, and while, while we're on the topic of snakes, there was a lot of snakes on Dagobah, like inside, inside Yoda's house, outside his house. You see him in the There's background. There's one in the plane. Yeah. Yeah, that's... And was he eating one? Was it in the soup? Was that snake soup? Maybe. I don't know. But he like right, as he's eating the soup, he's like, oh, he moves like a pile of snakes off yeah. the table. Like. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, and so I, I, I also read some trivia that Mark Hamill, I guess, was actually pretty upset because he's a big animal rights activist about how he cut off the arm of the cat, what, whatever, the, the Yeti monster, the Wampa. Whatever. The abominable snowman. Yep, and he's just trying to say like this. This thing, this uh, creature's just—he's just hungry. He just wanted to eat, and I just went and chopped off his arm. Yeah, but, he's oh, a horrible human thing. being. Right. Okay. This next one is a very important question. So, if you were Leia and you had to choose between Luke and Han Solo, who would you choose, Katie? And remember, you don't know Luke's your brother. Hmm. You know, I think I might still go with Han because Luke is a really whiny at times <laughs> Alex who are, you, who are you going with I mean Han is such an asshole to her most of the time <laughs> so I feel like Luke would be the better option he's less of the creepy forcing himself all the time that's true <laughs> yeah he's just like sitting there waiting for kisses you know mm-hmm. he's not like forcing himself you, you know I don't yeah. Toby Clearly you want Luke. I mean, this is, you know, like, like any like mother or father would say, go with Luke. <laughs> like Han is clearly the poor choice here. Like he's like the molesting uh, traps you in the hallway. Uh, you know, you don't want Luke or you don't want Han around. Uh, Luke's nice. He, he, he has a future ahead of him. Yep. He he's has a trade. He's a farmer. Yep. Uh, Han Solo has uh, outstanding debt, which it really kind of muddles his like your joint finances. You know, <laughs> yeah. if you're looking to bank with somebody, like I mean, oh. it'd be great for like a codependent thing if you're like, yeah. you know. But I don't know. I've always loved Chewbacca. He's always been my favorite. If having Chewie as your best friend is part of the Han Solo deal, is that is that good enough to sway you, Toby? I, I mean, think it helps. It definitely yeah. helps. Uh, no, but yeah, but but Han is like uh, Chewie is subservient to Han, so he, Chewie isn't much help. But when Han goes gets into his uh, beating mode, his <laughs> what mode? <laughs> when he when he starts his wife beating, <laughs> Chewie Chewie is not going to be much help because he's Han's beating Chewie too. You know. <laughs> He's like the orangutan who, uh, you know, t- at some point he'll tear off Han's limbs, but uh, he has to be driven to that. Oh man, yeah, poor Chewie. Justice for Chewie. There's, uh, there's, it's also a lot of stuff that, as I was watching this, remember in shoot, is it the eighth movie? Like, so the Force Awakens, like when Han dies. Mm-hmm. Now I don't know mm-hmm. if you guys remember this part, but it really upset me then, and it kind of upset me now when I watched it. Remember when? So Ray like flies back or something and like lands and like Leia comes like running up and like hugs Ray and be like, "Are you okay?" And there's like Chewie like right there, mm-hmm. like and during Chewie this, needed a hug more. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, and like after this, like Leia's like 
obviously looking to Chewbacca for protection and stuff, and it's and it is forgotten in episode eight. Yeah, well, Chewie's kind of like the the butt end of a lot of Leia's stuff because what is she's I I'd rather kiss the Wookiee. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, that's a good question. Yeah. Katie, would you kiss a Wookiee? I'm I'm gonna go with no. <laughs> you gotta figure there there are there've gotta be interspecies relationships in this right. uh galaxy. Because even uh, have to be. Lando falls in love with this robot in the stupid new movie that they made. Um, you know, in the, the they all they're all in the Senate together. Like these are things that are like intellectually capable. Yeah. Somebody some human married a Wookiee at some point. I just think that, like, that's a lot of, like, prickly stuff to have to fight through to kiss a Wookiee. Right. I've never seen Chewie, you know, he doesn't, I don't know what his hygiene's like. We don't really know what anybody's hygiene's like. Well, in in the Star Wars Christmas special, there's, like, a lovemaking (laughs) scene with the Wookiees. What? I can't, the Christmas special makes me, ugh. We didn't make it past the first five minutes because it's, like, makes you want to scream it's horrible it's, but like the grandpa is watching wookie porn what yeah oh now i have to rewatch it to see yeah okay. i'll have to get to the bottom of this as well yeah i'll be Just back in 10 minutes noise. Yeah. turn the sound off well here's make, i mean easier. i guess another thing you don't have to be that afraid because you see what uh like chewbacca and all his glory there ain't no hanging bits there so you don't have to so i don't know what's going on with that whole anatomy, you know, I, I don't know if you guys are get what I'm saying, but I, I understand. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it wasn't well documented. You're right. Books. That's interesting. Yeah. I should write uh, Lucasfilm right now and say, like, <laughs> you'll be the first one to ever have written them about this. I'm sure. Oh man. Okay. Next question: Is this movie better than the original Star Wars, Alex? Um, I think it is. If you consider it as part of the series, like Star Wars just alone, like the original Star Wars is just a good movie by itself. But when you put it into the trilogy, this, like, uh, this one is, I think it's much better. It has much more like plot development yeah, and just more going for it. And I think everyone said that they liked Empire back. So I think we might know what everyone's going to say here. All right. I think they're like two different movies though. Like, That's like true. episode four, I will watch cause it's a feel good movie to me. Like, like, yeah. Like you watch it straight mm-hmm. through. It's like you, the arc is this common like arc that you see in lots and lots of movies where you just, you can smile the whole time. Whereas empire it's, it's really dark. And so, um, yeah, I like them both for different reasons and different times. And how about you, Katie? I, I agree with both of that. Um, with what both they both said, they're different movies and, you know, on their own, they're really great. But I think when you, just want to compare across the series and say is is part of this series which one is your favorite my favorite is still empire okay here's another question i have so how did how did darth vader realize they're on hoth so quickly because if you remember like they they're like we sent uh, these probes to thousands of systems and there's no there's not supposed to be humans there but here's something in, in darth vader right away was like i know that it's it and then they uh went there. So my question is, do you think Vader had been doing that for like hundreds of systems? <laughs> <laughs> that's why they're so reluctant. Yeah. Like, but Lord Vader, there are thousands of things that we don't know about in the universe. This is the one. <laughs> uh, you just got to sell it, man. You just got to believe in it. That's what Vader is saying. Like, this is it. <laughs> like, uh, He's always very confident. Maybe that's just because, you know, who stands up to Vader? That's right. Alex, would you stand up to Vader? No. <laughs> if he wants to go to that planet, that's the planet we're going to. Yeah. <laughs> and then, so, speaking of Vader, how many times do you fail before he force strangulates you? Alex? Um, I feel like it's got to be based on the last time he force strangulates someone. Like, If he just did it, you got at least three times that you can mess up before. But if it's been a while, he's just going to go off. <laughs> I feel like you really only have one chance. I think you mess up once, that's your your pass. The second time, I think you're probably getting strangled. <laughs> uh, so, if you're Admiral Payette, Toby, you would be pretty 
nervous by the end of that because oh god because they went the hyper uh, hyperspace thing just went zoom and he's oh. like oh that's one like <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <right. laughs> and didn't do anything he's just like okay oh i, I mean one. yeah he dodged yeah dodged a bullet there like like i mean that was clearly strangleable <laughs> like uh okay next question rate the hoth battle amongst all star wars battles katie i think that it's a pretty good battle um the where they uh trip the atat is Mm -hmm. pretty iconic um i mean they even reference it in the spider-man references it in one of the new marvel movies but i mean Everybody loves that scene. It's really great. I think when Luke like climbs up the rope and throws the explosive into the ATAT is really cool. Mm-hmm. But compared to some of the other battle scenes, especially ones that occur in space, it might not be as exciting. I don't know. I really like it. It's a. I think it's a great scene. How about you, Alex? Um, like, are we comparing it against all of them, including the newest movies? Yeah, just everything. Including the uh, Christmas special. Including the Wookiee porn. <laughs> well, the Christmas special, I always think I'll be number one. Like, that's... Right. Can't miss that. It's probably, like, in the top three battles in the entire series. I mean, it... Like Katie said, it's just got so many good parts. Tripping the walkers. Just the walkers in general, awesome. And I'd say until they made, like, the Rogue One movie, where they're, the battle on that planet with is probably just slightly beats it out based on like it's an updated version without the snow oh that's true the rogue one one is really good is like the same desperation mm-hmm. with donnie in which i love i love donnie in mm-hmm. how about you toby what do you think i i think yeah it's right up there with among the best um the one thing i don't understand afterwards uh luke and i forget the other pilot's name but they're like luke's Wedge. getting ready to, yeah, well, Luke, they're get, leaving the planet. Luke's getting ready to go to Dagobah. And what I don't understand is like how casual they are. It seems like they're oh, like, yeah. la, 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 la. Uh, and I'm like, like, isn't the Empire just bearing down yeah. and like, yeah, that last. Aren't they point... all right there waiting for you? Yeah. I don't know, but like, yeah, I get it. Like at the end, they're just like, oh, at, at whatever that last place. It was just very casual, which is right. very interesting. All right, another question. What happened to delegation? Why is Commander Skywalker and Captain Solo out in the snow of Hoth? Toby. Uh, well, clearly you need your highest ranking commanders to patrol <laughs> the borders of the ice world. I mean, yeah. Uh, how about you, Katie? If you uh, are you more of a leading from the front type of manager, or are you going to kind of just send out a minion? Are you sending out uh, someone out there? I feel like you got to like do it at least once, and then then you can send somebody else out there. But I don't know why they were out there. Luke kind of seems like like one of those people, you know, that at one point they just have more energy than they can handle. And you just have to be like, you need to go do something and get away before you drive everybody nuts. And yeah. I think maybe he needed some some outdoor time before he drove everybody nuts inside that base. <laughs> That's fun. Do you think like Luke's one of those guys that they're all saying like, man, he has to get laid and looks at Leia and she's like, don't look at me. <laughs> <laughs> Send them out to the to the waste the snow. Too much nervous energy gets all jittery. Yeah. Oh man, how about you, Alex? Are you going out there by your? Uh, if you're the commander, I'm. I'm because you're the rebel force. You got to keep morale high. You can't just be sending out every uh, Joe Schmo. You got to prove that you're still good. So I'm saying, yeah. Even though it's the coldest planet ever, <laughs> you only last like five minutes without a jacket. <laughs> you're a good man alex all right so those are my questions that i had what do you, any of you have anything to bring up to the panel i do so i mean it's a really cold planet it's i guess the, there's no chance the ice is gonna melt but like do we have any sort of osha safety regulations in that base there's like electrical cords and wires everywhere we're not <laughs> we're not worried we're gonna <laughs> kill ourselves <laughs> And they're dunking Luke in the in the back to tank, you know, with all that. Yeah, stuff. I mean, like all the exposed electrical and the ice just seems like a really unsafe combo. <laughs> yeah, not well, like, OSHA approved. Well, I would no. say that they didn't because they were hiding out, and if they like called into the Empire to send their <laughs> like OSHA unit over, 
so I think that not only are they rebelling against the empire, <laughs> they're rebelling against worker safety. They're they're Republicans. Yeah. <laughs> uh, good question. Anybody else have a question that came to their mind? I was curious. Um, when I was a kid, I was uh, we listened to the the little. I think they're the thirty three records. Um, I, I have memories of listening to the Star Wars things on records that we got from the library. So they come with the book, you play them, and they have a beep, and you turn the page. Uh, have, have you, I mean, do, did anyone ever do that? There's also the video, the Atari 2600 game. Just curious your experience with the, you know, other paraphernalia. Other paraphernalia. So other than the Wookiee porn that you've been hoarding. <laughs> I mean, I had a ton of stuff. I think I had a bunch of broken, like, stormtroopers and stuff i think i remember there's um some of them the star the ones with the lightsabers had lightsabers like in their arms that you could push out like mm-hmm. uh little plastic things that would come out no I, I never had any of those uh records and i think katie and alex might be they're like what are records <laughs> <laughs> got it got it <laughs> i forget I'm old. Yeah. oh man alex do you have any questions for the group? Um, yeah. I was wondering, Yoda's been on Dagobah for 20 years. Why does he act like he's never seen food or droids before? Like, he's so blown away by the things yeah. Luke brings to him. This is like the the silly, like, uh, George Lucas uh, anachronisms or whatever. Uh, I agree. Like, the, it's just yet another of those, like, I wish the prequel was never made moments like, yeah, it'd almost be like it better. It's better that he was out there for like hundreds of years or something instead right. of like, Oh, it's only like only, yeah. it's only like 20 years or yeah. something. Um, and he's definitely hasn't been there long enough to forget the droid that was with him through the entire. Prequel. Well, and, <laughs> and R2 in the prequel wins major awards. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like with Yoda hanging around, oh. like, Oh, I, I you know, I remember. And R2's mind wasn't wiped. Right. His memory no. wasn't wiped. So no. he could have also been like, hey, this is Yoda. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. Stop being such a jerk. Yeah. Well, maybe he was saying it, but Luke didn't know what he was saying. <laughs> and also, what you know, when they're in Dagobah, remember in the prequels, like um, R2 had those like little jetpacks that just made him <laughs> right. like, where was that when like it was going down in Dagobah? Once again, the prequels just like. Did he get those like taken off? Did he right. run out of fuel? I don't know. Maybe the swamp ruined them. No. The other <laughs> thing about this, uh, so I was thinking as I was watching it, like I think the characters. So George Lucas has this like in the prequels mainly. He he wants everyone to be a hero, but like I think the story is way better. Like if you the prequels never existed, Chewbacca's just some Wookiee that he picked up along the way who's also into smuggling stuff. Uh, Han Solo is like a total cutthroat asshole who murdered Guido and or Greedo and you know as a money he's just into the money and he's gonna bang Leia and go and do his thing like it's a much more compelling like story that way than mm-hmm. if you're like oh Chewie was one of the generals of the the Clone Wars and uh, <laughs> yeah. you know Han uh, was this hero from you know the new movie that they you know oh sure yeah he was like yeah they're all for lack of a better term, they're all like hookers with hearts of gold. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get it. Like it makes things more compelling that Han, I think it was in the last episode when our guest Cody said it made a lot more impact that Han shot first. Right. You know, that made his character more interesting. Mm -hmm. Uh, Speaking of Han, why doesn't Lando say his name correctly? He says Han. I thought they were friends. Maybe he does that on purpose. Southern dialect. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, all right. Any other questions? Does anybody have? I, I, I uh, not a question, but uh, another bit of trivia that I looked up because I was curious. Uh, the Cloud City. Yeah. I was like, why is it in the clouds? What's underneath? Because uh, Luke's hand fell. I'm like, is there someone down there that's going to hit him in the head? And somebody now has <laughs> his lightsaber. But it's a gas giant planet, and this oh. is a, a gas mining facility that mines the gas from below and it's used for like engine coolant and stuff millions of people live there in fact so yeah and there's like picture like jupiter except there's like a, a layer 100 miles below the atmosphere where it's ox an oxygen layer and that's kind of where they built the city i was thinking that it would be really funny that 
if you put Chewbacca and put him in the Breakfast Club in, instead of Judge Nelson. <laughs> and he would <laughs> and he'd find love and uh, acceptance amongst a, a small group of misfits during Saturday Saturday day detention. Uh, so my yeah. question to you guys, what quest, uh, what movie would you like to see Chewbacca dropped in? And then please describe it. Uh, Alex. Oh, <laughs> um, I think Chewbacca should be in Ferris Bueller's Day Off uh, as Harris. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that would be good. And just like on on that float, <laughs> singing and dancing on TV. Oh, oh, that's yeah, that's pretty funny. <laughs> All right, Katie, what 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 movie would you like Chewbacca to be the star in? I think he could be in the Goonies. Mm. I think he could be like the older brother, maybe. Mm. Yeah. He doesn't really talk. Yeah, he's just he really kinda, grumpy. Kind of saves the day too. And he saves the day, and I think Chewie usually saves the day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. Yep, he always does. That's why he's the best. And yeah. Toby. And you definitely but, wouldn't have the kiss mix up if it were Chewie. Right. So that scene would change. <laughs> but and we would finally have an answer on the interspecies uh, dating part. <laughs> we would. Uh, I was thinking, uh, like playing the Tom Hanks character, and you've got mail. <laughs> he owns a book a bookstore chain it's taking over the little the little town bookstore i'd like to see him with glasses and yeah. he needs like little wire rim spectacles that's he, right yeah. smart chewy he just loves mm-hmm. a manhattan you know it's just uh, <laughs> maybe a cardigan up, sweater what's what's the dog's name yeah Bar- Barney or whatever the dog at the end. Brinkley. Brinkley. And he, so Chewie's got a little uh, <laughs> that little bird from from her, the new movie. <laughs> Brinkley. And he comes running over with his crossbow. <laughs> 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 and like C-3PO's on his back and it's just like... <laughs> Exactly. Oh. oh. Oh, that's great. Oh, that was a lot of fun. All right. Well, Alex, Katie, Toby, thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank, thank you, Bob. Thank you for having us. Thank you. The Aging Hipster Star Wars Rewatch is produced by Bob Serrano and Toby Crines. You can follow me at, on Twitter at Bob Serrano 5 Email me at aginghipsternetwork at gmail.com. You can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and Podbean. Rate and leave kind reviews. Thank you so much for listening. May the force be with you.